You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa. We're about to have a very, very exciting conversation to kickstart off our week um, in which the theme is healing. And we are going to be chatting to Uhamish Mabala Neil, and he's a lecturer in applied theater, uh, a practitioner as well, and he's a performer, a creative researcher, and director of the DFL Research Hub. And we cannot wait to tap into this conversation with him. He's currently on the live. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you both doing? Yes, fantastic. We're fantastic. Mm-hmm. You have right. You have our energy, and yeah. we love that. <laughs> we love it that. Is, it is a wonderful, glorious Tuesday morning, um, and it's such a pleasure to be here. And good morning to all your listeners, and thank you for this opportunity. Yes. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. In a nutshell, um, if you were a fruit, which fruit would you be, and why? Oh, that is a really, really good question that I was not expecting. Um, <laughs> let me see. This this morning, um, this morning, I think I would be, I'd be a mango this morning. Mm. Um, one one because mangoes are, are, are my favorite fruit, mm-hmm. so um, feeling pretty good. Mm. Um, let's see. What? Why else? I guess I guess because everyone enjoys mangoes, so so you know. Hopefully, <laughs> people listening you know they'll enjoy the show as well so yeah. you know i guess i guess it's all good vibes so you know you're liked by everybody is that what you're trying to let us know <laughs> <laughs> as you're feeling yourself yeah. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> almost almost i mean i mean maybe mango mangoes believe they're liked by everybody so i might have a bit of that all right but uh, who is hamish and uh, what is hamish about Mm -hmm. outside of just uh, the work that we spoke about that you do um well hamish is a young man who was born in in botswana um and grew grew up in botswana actually to to two parents two, two loving parents um Stuart Neal and Anne Neal, um, who both happen to be from Zambia, um, and they were in Botswana for work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was the second son of, of this loving couple. Um, to, to jump a number of years, he's someone who's creative, someone who really has a passion for life, passion for people, um, passion for the opportunity to, that, that we all get to to sort of experience life and experience the sort of joys, the the lows, the lessons, the opportunities that each day brings. Mm. And to get into the the gist of the conversation this Mm. morning, what is applied theater for somebody who's listening and Mm. not exactly sure about what is it? What is applied theater? So applied theater is basically... um, Taking theater and drama, which most of us know, mm-hmm. but then saying, hold on, there's something about it. There's something, you know, there's something to this thing. Mm-hmm. So if you can imagine when you're watching um, a really great film or even a really good play yes. and something moves you or, or you sort of find yourself singing along and you feel sort of ecstatic and really happy. Um, if you think about it, it's, it's, not, it's not that this, this experience is real. It's not that you are in the story, you know, um, experiencing what the characters are experiencing. But there's something in your mind, there's something in your heart that is connecting you to the story, mm, right? Yes. Now, not go into all the details about it, but essentially applied drama and applied theater um, is, is a long field of study that has basically said, you know, 
what is it in theater and what is it in drama that allows that to happen, that allows us to, to, to connect and feel and respond? And how can we use that thing for different outcomes? So how can we use it in education to help children learn a lesson? How can we use it in communities to help resolve conflict? Mm-hmm. How, how can we use it um, in a corporate space to help people work better as a team? That's mm-hmm. basically what applied drama and theater is, using mm-hmm. drama and theater for different outcomes. Ah, I love that. And I like how you simplified it, using drama and theater to, f- for different outcomes to get a certain reaction out of the community. And we're going to speak about uh, the kind of current state that we find ourselves in the country yeah. and current not being limited to the past two weeks, yes. but to looking at, especially okay. as a S- South African history, the politics that are happening, the mm-hmm. social mm-hmm. Uh, uh economics you know where people others are have the others are have not and they are living in in joint spaces you know they occupying the same space with different experiences mm-hmm. how can one use the gift and the skill of or the profession even of applied to start breaking down the walls and bridging the gaps between these communities mm. and i think i think that the, the points you're both raising are so critical right now mm-hmm. because i think um, without just focusing on the last two weeks, I mm. think it, it, it is worth saying that what we saw in the last two weeks is very much a sort of a result of these sort of great differences and, and, and gaps and inequalities that, that we see in us in our society here in South Africa right now. Mm. Um, and, and I think the, the one way, <clears throat> excuse me, as my voice is trying to run away, um, okay. the one way that, 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 that applied theatre addresses that is really through um, creating opportunities for conversation to happen and not just conversation for, for, for the sake of there being a discussion. But um, one of the key elements of applied drama and theater is how we can facilitate dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the work, the work that I do, I'm based at a program called Drama for Life at Bits University. And a lot of the work that we've been doing um, since 2008 is really around, you know, finding out how to have the difficult conversations. Um, and instead of just saying, well, we're going to ask very hard questions and make people feel uncomfortable to sort of say, well, you know, we understand why these conversations might be difficult. We understand why in South Africa, um, conversations around race in certain spaces is still difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, we understand why now very recently, um, class has become a very sort of complex topic that a lot of people are actually moving away from, you know? And so then for us, we say, well, if we don't have a conversation, we then create blind spots in our society, and that's extremely mm-hmm. dangerous. Yeah. Because blind spots means that we don't see one another. Perhaps we also don't see stuff within ourselves, which is really critical. And so then we say, well, how can drama and theater be used to allow someone to safely see those blind spots so that they don't feel called out? Mm-hmm. And then from that place, of then get into the conversation. Sure, that is absolutely brilliant. I think the, the the part that caught my attention is feeling called out because, I mean, in the generation that we're living in, we do all of the calling out on social yeah. media and somebody might miss a point exactly. simply because they, you know, um, feel attacked. So from an applied theater and drama point of view, what do you feel mm-hmm. is the responsibility that that field carries in terms of how we communicate with one another? Oh, I think, I think for, for one, and something that, that again, we, we really sort of push a drama for life, and even for myself, before I, I joined the, the program, mm. was um, getting this skill worked from a very early age. 
So a lot of people think that, you know, having, having critical conversations is just about being able to talk. Mm. You know, it's about yeah. being um, outgoing. It's about being confident. It's about being uh, able to express yourself. But a lot of the times, um, people who do that aren't necessarily the best conversers. They're not necessarily the sort of best listeners. Mm. Um, I know when, when I was a lot younger, you know, I used to love talking and my family used to get really bored of me at, at, at the sort of dinner table because I'd be, I'd be monologuing the whole time, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think, I think one of the key things about applied drama and theater is, is really allowing um, young people, but anyone really, to sort of develop that skill of listening, for one, mm. because to have a good conversation, you need to first be able to listen. Mm. Can you actually genuinely hear somebody else and hear all of what they're saying, not just hear them to sort of process what you want to sort of mm. receive or even what you want to respond to? And so, so, so I think that that's one really critical skill that applied drama and theater does. But also this, this idea of, of understanding layered meaning. So one of the gifts of theater and drama is that it's not just sort of um, singular in its meaning making. Um, if you think about a sort of drama or a play, you're looking at many different things at the same time. Mm. You're looking at images, you're looking at movement, you're looking at color, even looking at things like character and relationship. And so that skill of analyzing all these different layers of communication then also build one's ability to not only read complex meaning and theory, but also in a way, and, and this, this has been a lot of, a lot of the, the work done in the field of applied drama and theater, mm-hmm is understand how the layers of meaning that exist in our world can also be accepted. Because mm-hmm. a, a lot of times people think, oh, someone is, is just closed off because they're being difficult. But a lot of the times, again, that skill of being able to hold multiple layers of meaning, multiple layers of, of, of sort of lived experience, is not something we often get into. And if you look at, at the South African context, that's something that's happened um, really woven into our history. You know, We were separated legally you know, for so many years. So the idea of, of interacting with the great diversity that we now do is something that, that in terms of gen- generations in South Africa is only fairly new. Mm. And so I, I would say one thing we can also be aware of is that we can, we can be quite, quite um, sort of gracious to ourselves in one sense to sort of say, we're still getting used to it. We're, we're, only, we're only a sort of generation and a bit really in with this sort of working with diversity, grappling with it. Mm. Um, and so how do we keep on owning that skill so that we can grow into the full potential that there is. Mm. Beautiful. All right, we're going to take a few ads because we need to sell. And then when we come back from these ads, (laughs) I want to unpack um, how accessible is the applied theater because you have a community, you are creating the skills where you can go out and uh, impact the create spaces of dialogue. But how accessible is it for the general public? Because we are finding that even in our country, we don't see much of the usage of the skill that you are presenting, which allows, which seems to be a great opportunity and option that we could use to bridge the gap, but it is not in our society. So how accessible is it for the everyday person? Mm -hmm. And also how can government and communities like churches and different institutions partner with you in getting those skills to our communities. We'll unpack that when we come back. 20 minutes past eight. If you're just joining us, we're speaking applied profession. We're exploring how it can be used to educate and heal the current state of affairs in our country. Our guest is Hamish Neil. Uh, he's a lecturer, applied theater practitioner, performer, creative researcher, and director at uh, the DFL Research Hub. All right, let's take um, some ads. Do you want to take your business to the next level? 
advertise on Herbalife Alive Radio, and reach customers around the world. Call us on 011-976-0600 or visit our website at www.herbaliveradio.co.za. Alternatively, you could email info at hopealiveradio.co.za for more information. Act now and get more clientele. This is Hope Alive Radio Station, shaping minds for a better future. Yeah, boy, we are definitely shaping minds for a better future. It is a Choose Wise Tuesday. And you know on a Choose Wise Tuesday, we're always bringing a guest that's going to teach us a little something, either about their field Mm -hmm. or about ourselves, you know, that Mm -hmm. we can take it. And this week, our theme as a show is healing and exploring different avenues where we can find this healing. Today, our guest is Hamish um, Nelson. Mabala Nel, and uh, he's a lecturer and an applied theater practitioner. We are speaking about how exploring the applied theater profession and how it can help educate and um, heal our current affairs in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Hey, Misha, are you still on the line? Still hear me? Yes, yes, we yes. can hear you. Yes, definitely. Yes, uh, thank you. So uh, let's get back into that. Before mm-hmm. we went on this break, we were asking you the question of how accessible is this um, the services and the knowledge of what you do to the com- to the general community? And also, coupled with that question is, how can institutions like government, um, religious institutions, and other spaces partner with you in bringing you to a space where these dialogues can start taking place? Brilliant question. Well, I think the first one is very layered and it's quite interesting because in terms of accessibility, Applied drama and theater is actually one of the sort of widest used um, drama forms, particularly in the sort of, sort of Southern African context. Mm-hmm. Mm. So applied drama and theater um, in Africa actually um, is, is accredited to have been started off in, in Zambia and Zimbabwe. Mm. Um, and it was really sort of under the, the umbrella of theater for development work, mm-hmm. you know, and there were, there were sort of very many programs that it was connected to. Um, interestingly, there's also been a long, long history with churches and applied drama and theater. Mm. Now, the one thing is, um, in the university space, we, we call it applied drama and theater. But mm. in the real world, it's normally down to things like um, sort of um, role play, um, scenario exploration, mm. um, lesson, lessons with drama, and so on and so forth. So it's actually been in our world a lot more than people realize. Um, because, you know, I, I mean, in teaching, um, you'll see teachers sort of say, okay, instead of just reading this book, why don't we act it out? Mm. And just that choice, for example, comes from this long history of applied drama and theater. Mm. So in one sense, it's very accessible. It's kind of present everywhere. Um, well, one of the things I always really laugh at is um, all these sort of corporate trainings that you see. Mm. Probably about 80, 80% of those exercises come from the field of applied drama and theater. Mm. They're sort of workshops and, and processes that are, are developed from the theory, but then obviously over the years, because one person sees it or experiences it, they then adopt it and use it in their own space and so on and so forth. Mm. So in that one sense, it's very accessible. In terms of studying it and actually becoming a sort of qualified professional, that's where there is a sort of um, gap in in our society still, because um, not all the institutions that, that, that sort of offer even a drama training have applied drama and theater as their stream. It is growing now. But um, so VITS, obviously, where, where I'm represented, uh, offers a very strong drama, drama, applied drama and theater program. Mm. But a lot of the other major universities do as well now. 
Um, but what's very exciting is quite a few of the sort of smaller colleges and, and, and even art training programs mm. are starting to adopt applied drama and theater in, into their program or elements of it. So they'll, for example, have a course on theater as activism or even just studying something like protest theater, which in itself is not a, a full-on applied drama and theater field, mm. but does sort of draw from elements um, that sort of activate it in that way. Mm. So for, to, to the first part of your question, there's, there's that sort of level. There's a sort of mixed range of accessibility, mm. um, how programs can get involved. Um, so, so for one is to actually just reach out, reach out to, to the very many programs that are present. Um, so for example, our, our drama for life program has a strong projects office, um, which I'm, I'm sort of have the privilege and responsibility to lead, to contact us. If anyone is interested, um, if I can share our email address, if yes, that's please, all right. Definitely. Yes. Fantastic. So pe- people can email us at info, I N F O yes. dot B F L at VIT. Dot AC dot ZA. Mm-hmm. That's one very easy easy way to get involved with yeah. us. Um, at the moment, we, we work really extensively with uh, both high, uh, primary schools and high schools. Mm. So um, again, teachers who either want to have after school programs started in their in their in their processes or in their spaces, or even just want to get some teacher training done, can sort of reach out and contact us that way. Um, but I think I think the other thing that that government in particular has been doing for a number of years, particularly at a sort of municipal level in Gauteng anyway is offering a lot of programs that, that um, celebrate applied drama and theater work. Mm-hmm. So we have a really good, good working relationship with the Hauteng Department of Sports, Arts, Culture, and Recreation. Um, and we've actually been helping them sort of coordinate a number of programs that are getting sort of young people connected to applied drama and theater. Mm-hmm. So they can come in either after school or on the weekend. Um, there's one great program at the Joburg Theater that, that we've been running for a number of years now. Mm. Um, and it just allows young people to not only experience art, mm. but also begin to say, well, you know, what can this do in your world? What can mm. it do in your life? Mm. Yes. And I just wanted to ask in terms of, I mean, this is a season mm-hmm. where a lot of matriculants are applying. Some are very confused in terms of what, in terms of what they want to do in the future. But just briefly, if somebody's mm. listening to you and is like, actually, this is something that mm. I would want to do in terms of requirements from their matric results all the way to what is needed in between um, to get to a space where they can practice in this field. What are the steps that need to be taken? Brilliant question, and and we actually get that usually around about this time as well because mm. people are sort of deciding on their futures and whatnot. Well, um, for one, I know at Drama for Life because um, our program is is essentially a postgraduate program. Mm-hmm. We would say make sure you, you have a degree in something that you're very interested in. Mm. It doesn't just have to be drama and theater, mm. and that's that's the, the one okay. thing that's also quite unique about a drama and theater. Mm-hmm. So we have um, over the years, quite interestingly, a number of people who studied law who have been practicing lawyers actually choose to shift their career paths and say, you know what, I, I, I love law, I love what it does, but I feel like there's something more I can do. Mm. And what they're doing is, is sort of integrating their, their, their study of, of the, the sort of legal practice and integrate that with applied drama and theater work so that they can take it into different spaces and apply it in different ways. Mm. But that, that would be the first thing I would say is really be clear about what your passions are, what you're interested in doing. So um, if you're interested in, in, in the performing arts and you know that, you know, drama and theater in, as a performance mode is something you're really keen and excited about, go for that. Um, but also if you're into education, if you, if you know that you want to be teaching people, you want to be working with, with, with either young people or even sort of adolescents that might be, get, in, get into that profession. But start off by identifying what it is you're interested in. Mm. And then from there, as you sort of learn about that skill and practice, 
you can then specialize in applied drama and theater, which is really a sort of skill around facilitation, around communication. So again, um, for, for example, um, I've, I've worked with, with postgraduate students in our department who have been working as therapists, you know, for, for many, many years. Yes. And they sort of said, you know, my therapy work is good and I love what it does, but the clients that I'm seeing, you know, I feel like I want to engage them in a different way. And so they want to add to their already skill set um, oh. with applied drama and theater, a different kind of communication strategy. Mm, all right. Love that. I really like that. Wrapping up uh, the, our conversation this morning, what are your takeaways? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what do you think as a society, mm-hmm. now you being a, 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 dra- a creative practitioner, we can do mm-hmm. to really start doing the inner work that the country needs so that we don't find ourselves constantly burning what we are building and having to rebuild? Oof, I think that is really a really pertinent question right now in terms of our, our sort of very recent history. And I think for me, what, what jumps up first and foremost is actually just about um, dignity and, and safety for all. That's mm-hmm. actually the place where we need to start at. I mean, I've heard a lot of comments, some, some very constructive, unfortunately many very sort of um, insulting and, and demeaning mm-hmm. in response to what we saw o- over the last two weeks. And I understand there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of hurt. But I think one of the things that, that we really are missing is, is this understanding that there are very huge gaps mm. in our society right now. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and gaps really, really do that govern access. I don't think everyone wants to be a sort of billionaire. I mean, yes, obviously there, there are a few people who may have that aspiration, but that, that's not the crux of, of our society's mm-hmm. sort of urgent need right now. Yeah. I think there's so many people that are really just wanting to, to feel seen to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when, when you have that covered in any society, you know, generally people will, will then be able to find their own, their own um, initiative, their own uh, invention, and even just, just their, their own sort of day-to-day holding of their life, their life experience mm-hmm. will be covered. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think that's where we really need to get to and, and, and to have the conversations about how we get there. I think that's mm-hmm. the next step from there. Yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. love that. And for me, I think one of the questions I want to ask, um, I can hear even the way that you speak that you are very, very passionate about what you do. But what do you feel is that topic that you're most passionate about in terms of getting people to understand the different perspective as well as levels um, of the different experiences, especially um, through applied theater? Well, for me, I'm, I'm really passionate about um, men's work mm. and, and looking at, at this idea of how, how we as men are, are raised and socialized yes. um, and, and what that sort of shapes us into in terms of how we see the world and also how we exist in the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it, it covers a whole bunch of different subjects. But for me, I'm very interested at how we, we as men can access our vulnerability in a way that's safe. Because I think so many times we're, we're sort of painted as being quite hard and strong and having to be hard and strong and dominating. Mm. Um, and often that brings conflict where there can be really powerful collaboration. Mm. And even, even, even our leadership structures, which are still very much framed by patriarchy, can be shifted if, if we get into sort of modes of patriarchy that, that are looking at collaboration, sort of dominating and, and being a sort of um, maverick leader 
who knows must follow. Um, I think he, he, even if you look at that sort of, um, I, I identify as Christian. And if, mm-hmm. if, if I look at models of sort of leadership from, from the Bible, um, particularly Christ's example, one of the things we really see there is, is a model that says, yes, I might, I, I, I might be sort of um, perfect, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't hold that over anyone. Yes. I draw people into and around me to, to walk with as mm-hmm. opposed to walk behind. And I think that that's a kind of uh, quality of, of human being and, and, and soul that we can get more into sort of our lip spaces. Mm. Absolutely love that. Thank you so much. Can you just uh, give us a, a bit of details on what's happening in the DFL? I know that uh, this Mandela uh, week, you have a Mandela Day initiative yes. that will be running throughout the rest of this week. So just tell us about that and how can people be part of it? <laughs> Fantastic. Well, well, first off, everyone can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, at, on Instagram, we are at, at, at VitzDFL. Um, and then on Facebook, we're at Drama for Life. Um, and we have a wonderful program going on that's called uh, Then Comes the Rain, hashtag Then Comes the Rain. Mm-hmm. And it's just really looking at, at creating spaces for people to reflect on, on what's happened over the last two weeks maybe speak through the fears, the, the, the stresses, the, 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 the sort of tension that was raised. Mm. Um, and every evening from 6 to 7 p.m., all online, because unfortunately COVID is still affecting our world and how we can meet. Mm. Um, but, but online people can experience different um, art processes that will bring sort of calm and hopefully inspire some, some, some sort of peace and hope in our world. Mm. Um, and all of that information is, is on our sort of Facebook and Instagram pages. Um, or you can just type in the hashtag then comes the rain mm-hmm. and you should find it on your various social media platforms. Thank you so much. You chose two songs this morning. We opened with Travis Green respond and we're going to be closing this conversation mm-hmm. with never enough by uh, Jenny Lind, uh, the great from the greatest showman. Mm-hmm. Why those two songs? Well, um, Respond is just a song for me that, um, that speaks to, I hope, what, how I live my life, mm-hmm. um, that, that where, where, where I'm called, I respond, and I always have the, the sort of grace and mercy to do that. Um, and the second song just gives me all the feels. <laughs> really, it does. <laughs> so, so hopefully it gives, it gives uh, listeners and yourself some, some good vibes for this morning. Thank you so much uh, for making time for us. Thank you for giving us the knowledge and sharing the gift that you have. And may the Lord bless the work of your hands. And good luck with everything that you are planning yes. to do. Yes, amen. All right. And also Thank congratulations you. on popping the question. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All around. All around. Thank you so much, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. All right, uh, that's All our right, bye. Uh, bye. That's how we wrap up our conversation mm-hmm. with uh, Hamish Nell, a lecturer of applied theatre. We're mm-hmm. speaking about how this profession can really shape and change our society. Yeah. Right now, though, here is uh, his request, which is "Never Enough" by Jenny Lid. Enjoy.
You are listening to Hope Alive, streaming live from Hope Restoration Ministries, Kempton Park, South Africa.